Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. So your car has broken down. You are stranded. You need a tow. What questions should you ask of the towing company so you are sure you will get good service at a reasonable cost? We'll talk to the owner of SB Towing. And you may need that tow because of a fender bender. When your vehicle is damaged and auto repair uh, is needed, what should you know so that you don't get bent out of shape by the process? Jeff Jones, owner of Jones Auto Body of London, is our guest this morning to give us some information about that topic. So welcome to Ask BBB, Jeff. Thanks very much, Linda. Thanks for having me and uh, you as well, Jim. Nice to be here. So, Jeff, what sorts of qualifications are required to become an auto body repair technician? Well, our industry is governed by uh, Red Seal trades. Um, So for um, someone to become a licensed body technician, there will be a contract in place through the Advanced Education or the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skills Development. Um, That would be in place during their training processes. And to get into our industry, it either requires, one, a job, Um, and then a sponsor of a facility to sponsor you for your apprenticeship. Or you can come out of high school and there are level one uh, pre-apprentice programs available here in London through the Fanshawe College. Would we look for certificates or any evidence of that uh, when we go to the shop, Jeff? Yeah, all shops now are governed um, under College of Trades uh, and all facilities need to have uh, licensed technicians and uh, proper business licenses and everything in place now. So if my vehicle is damaged in a collision and is covered by my insurance policy, do I have to take it to the shop the insurance company recommends? No. um, You are able to really take your vehicle to any facility that you would like. Insurance companies like you to go to their choice of facilities uh, simply so they can control the repair and control the customer experience. Um, the programs, their DRP programs and their direct repair programs, as we call them, are set up basically to enhance that customer service aspect. Uh, it gives the insurance companies the ability to communicate directly with the facility and for direct billing purposes, and that's what they're in place for. But at the end of the day, the vehicle is yours, and you have the choice to have it repaired wherever you like. Do you always need to get three estimates? Is no, it- not anymore. It used to be that way a long time ago. Uh, now, because of the electronic Um, communication tools that we have in place. Um, They have staff appraisers that sit at image desks all day and basically review estimates for us. So um, if we are directed you as a client, um, we would be taking pictures, documenting the repairs, and then we would be actually uploading everything to the insurance company and they would actually see it. So it would be like their own appraisers actually viewing the vehicle and authorizing the repair. So do body shops charge for those estimates? No. Uh, not in most cases, unless someone is looking for a detailed uh, sheet where we would have to do some dismantling, uh, and then there may be some fees in regards to the dismantling processes. But uh, estimates basically still are free. The insurance company is going to be paying, so they review the estimate, but we should review the estimate as well, I would take it. When we get that estimate, uh, is it 
considered a quote for service, or, or how close to the estimate will that final cost be? We could be a long ways off, uh, pending on hidden damages and depending on the types of vehicles uh, that we're dealing with and the materials that the vehicle's built out of. Um, you know, we had one that wasn't that long ago. We had a, a, a brand new MDX, and it was a fairly light impact on the front bumper cover. Uh, when we got into it, there was damage to the rad support, and some of the components in the rad support were ultra high strength steel and are non repairable. Uh, and we got into the repair procedures through all data and, and through the OE specs and found that you can't, you had to replace basically the entire bulkhead for that vehicle. And what would have normally been, let's say, five years ago, a $3,000, $4,000 hit ended up being almost $17,000 to put that vehicle back together correctly. Wow. Is there standard pricing then for some elements of auto body repair? Uh, yes. There are uh, There are two estimating systems that is generally accepted by insurance companies in the Canadian market. Uh, one of them is Mitchell's International, and the other one is through Autotex Solero. Both of these estimating systems, um, they do time studies and material studies. They have updated part pricing and everything on them. And we use that as our database to generate our estimates. So from shop to shop, as long as they're writing on the same platform as us, pricing should be standard. We just returned to that case where uh, the estimate was so much different, about four or five times what the estimate was there. What What is the process when that happens? Do you consult with the insurance company and with the uh, the owner of the car at the same time and, and make sure that... that yeah, uh, we want to make sure everybody's <laughs> aware um, that, you know, originally we looked at this vehicle and it didn't look that bad. Um, but when we dug into the research on what it actually takes to repair today's vehicles, um, things change quite a bit on us now. Uh, where we used to be able to do some sectioning procedures in frame rails and uh, rad support pieces or, um, you know, along the bottom of your rocker panel where you open your door... Um, are not the case anymore because of the types of material that the manufacturers are using to protect the occupants of the vehicle. We don't want to get into compromising that. So therefore, we go back to the OE, look up their specifications, and look at their repair procedures, and these have to be followed. It is very, very specific in some cases on exactly what welding techniques, where you cut and join a panel, um, and what corrosion protections and even structural foams. So this is kind of tied to that um, about materials being used, but is there a difference then in replacement parts that an auto body shop will use? Um, Do you have the choice of brand, off-brand, recycled? To some degree, yes. Um, There are aftermarket components out there that are available to us. Uh, We do not use any structural components, um, but there's exterior body panels that have the same shape, fit, form, uh, and fit the same but they are not made by the manufacturer. They're an offshore brand, and the insurance company will use them for cost savings. Well, besides accreditation by the Better Business Bureau, are there other industry associations that indicate the auto body shop is meeting standards and protocols and one that we can put our faith in? Then? Uh, yes. So there are some accreditation programs that are out there. One of them is the uh, CCIAP, uh, which is uh, Canadian Collision Um, industry accreditation program, and that is a self-driven program that accredited shops that have put the time and the money into equipment and processes, um, health and safety, business licensing and everything to ensure that they are a credible business. At this point, uh, there are not a whole lot of facilities out there that are accredited. I was the, I do believe, the 27th in Canada 
to uh, meet our accreditation. Um, but the program is growing now. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for being with us this and morning. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Jeff Jones, who is the owner of Jones Auto Body Limited in London, an accredited business with a Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find Jones Auto Body in the BBB directory when you search Auto Body Shop or go to jonesautobody.com. When we return, when you call for a tow, what should you know? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Well, in our auto-centric world, a vehicle breakdown is stressful and a very disconcerting event. Well, in the life of your vehicle, it doesn't happen often. But when it does, you likely don't have the number of a towing company right at top of mind. When you do find the number of a towing company, what should you know in order to ask the questions that will help you avoid being ripped off? We welcome Brenda Schranz, who is owner of SB Towing in Dorchester, to talk towing. Welcome to Ask BBB, Brenda. Thank you for inviting me here. So, Brenda, what are the usual reasons people need to call a towing company? Well, there's many reasons. You're driving down the road, not a care in the world. All of a sudden, your vehicle breaks down. So then you're like, oh, now what do I do, right? So there's going shopping, and you lock yourself out of your vehicle, running out of fuel, accidents, all kinds of things. Do many people have a number at hand, or do they go to a directory somewhere to find a towing company, Brenda? Well, it depends, Jim, because sometimes it's repeat customers of mine, so they know my number off by heart. But if they don't have one, they can look it in the old phone book, which is not around too much anymore. Their phones will bring it up. Um, And also, you can also call an auto league, and they'll give you a reputable towing company. Yes, in fact, uh, SB Towing provides services to a fairly major Canadian auto association, But you respond to other drivers as well. Is there any difference in that service from what you'd provide for uh, somebody who calls through uh, the major auto association or uh, calls you directly? No, there's no different service. Now, I do work for an automobile association, which is supposed to be number one on my list, But I give great service to anybody that calls in, and I fit them in between any calls that I have. So a breakdown or a collision happens unexpectedly. If a driver is not a member of an association, how do they usually contact a company like SB Towing? Well, there's many ways that they can do that. They can call the Automobile Association, and they'll suggest somebody or patch them right through to one of their contractors or Google or our phones today. All you have to do is go on your phone today, press that you need something, and they give you a towing company in the area. Are towing companies licensed, Brenda, and and what's required uh, to become a towing company? Jim, well, not at this time. They're not. There's not a different license than you or I have, except I have heard rumors that that might be coming down the line. So BBB accreditation is an important way to uh, evaluate your towing company. So besides asking uh, if the company is BBB accredited, are there other certificates or associations um, that indicate the towing company is reliable? As I've said that I work for an auto league, right, it's a fairly big one. So with that, they require them to attend a two-day course, and they have to have a clean driving record, 
and also a criminal check for higher standards. So those are some of the things that you require of all of your drivers. Every one of my drivers have to go through that. Brenda, how are towing costs determined, and how and when is payment expected? Okay, the costs are predetermined before the tow. So if you call me on the phone, you tell me that I need to go unlock your vehicle, I tell you the price, and then when I get there, you pay the my driver, whether it's with a credit card cash with an invoice or if it's an auto league, they pay me. Is that one of the things we should make sure that we get an invoice or some sort of receipt when the towing company uh, arrives and yeah. we go through the transaction? Yes, it's very important to get a receipt for your tow call. If I'm being towed because of a collision, uh, does the insurance company pay for that tow, or will the towing company expect payment up front and then I get reimbursement? How does that work? So if you're in a collision, 90% of anybody in a collision today has um, insurance. You have to have insurance to be on the road. So then when we pick you up, we ask you where you want to go. If you want to go to Jones's or to Don Moore's or any auto body shops in the city or a garage, usually the garage will pay for it if they okay it. And they'll build the insurance company for the client. In today's world of electronics, are there mobile apps that help find a towing company when you are stranded, or should we just simply be doing a search? So today's electronics, I'm not really up on that. I'm still in the decades, people tell me. But you have phones today, and wherever you are, it will come up. And you can go on Google for BBB to get a a reputable towing company. Brenda, you've seen towing from both sides. Um, You work as a dispatcher a lot now, I take it. Yes. But you actually uh, uh, were on the road as a, a driver? Yes, I was, Jim. Quite a few years ago, I started out towing, and uh, we had one truck. Then we got another truck. He ran one truck. I ran the other out on the road. Now, in this day and age, uh, are there more women drivers? There's not as many women drivers out there, but there is women drivers out there, and I'll hire anybody that would like to come work for me. But you must have been one of the first then in terms of uh, women drivers. Yes. Years ago, when I would go out on the road to pick up somebody, they couldn't believe it was a woman out there hooking up their vehicle to put on their flatbed. Did that change um, the image, do you think, of tow truck drivers? And and do you expect something different in terms of image of the drivers that you hire? Yes. Yes, it did change the image of the towing field. And also today, the drivers out there on the road today, they're very professional, very well-knowledged and trained. And the trucks today are much safer than they were years ago and better equipped. When people uh, need a tow, it's usually, as we said at the very first of the program, it's you're under stress. Do you advise your drivers to help people through that stress? Oh, yes, Jim, I do. I train my drivers. When I hire a driver, I'm not like a normal person. I ask them questions like, uh, how's your family? What are you like with your children? Um, what are you with like with older people so that I can get a feel whether they're going to be very sympathetic with the people on the road that they have to pick up? I had a recent towing experience, and uh, when my car was on the flatbed, 
I rode with the tow truck driver. Is that uh, something that is expected, and does it happen often? Yes. Today, that is something customer service is number one with me. So if you have to go with them, or if you need a ride home. Brenda, thanks for joining us this morning on Ask BBB. Thank you. Our guest has been Brenda Schrantz, who is the owner of SB Towing in Dorchester, serving London and region, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find SB Towing at other accredited towing companies in the BBB directory when you search towing company. We'll return in a moment with a twist on the check is in the mail. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Believe it or not, some scammers ask you to write a check or send them money. There is a scam out there now that sends you a check, a cashier's check, and it seems like found gold. But Linda, of course it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. It looks good, though. The bank even accepts it and puts money into your account. Well, that sounds good so far. It may be up to a week later that the check bounces, and when that happens, the bank will want the money back from you. And you, not the fraudster, will be on the hook for those funds. And I take it this has happened to a lot of people, Linda? It's happened to tens of thousands of people every year. Buyers send a check for more than the full price to sellers of cars or other items on Craigslist and other online classified sites. Employers send a check to new hires to buy supplies needed to do the job from home. Sweepstakes or lottery winners are given a check to pay taxes so the award can be delivered. And, of course, these winners, employers, and so on are not legitimate. And I understand these checks must look pretty good if even the banks are accepting them. All of these are scams involving counterfeit checks, which are often altered versions of business checks from real companies. So just how big a problem is this? Fake check fraud is a huge problem, with complaints to government agencies and consumer advocacy groups doubling over the last three years. Millions of fake checks worth billions of dollars circulate every year. Whoa. So what what should we know to, to be able to protect ourselves, Linda? When someone deposits a check into an account, the bank must make the funds available right away, within a day or two. But the bank also has the right to recover the money from the account holder if the check is counterfeit. It is only when the check works its way back to the bank that supposedly issued the check that it is discovered to be counterfeit. So, even if we think the check is legitimate, we should wait before we spend that money, I guess. Uh, Now, if the check is a cashier's check or a postal money order, is that safe? Unfortunately, forgers can obtain legitimate-looking papers and copying materials to forge checks. So, who's being scammed most in this fraud? Well, in terms of age, people of all ages are being victimized. Surprisingly, though, the highest number are those in the 20 to 29 age range, the so-called millennials. Mm. Small businesses, lawyers, and banks are also losing money to these type of scams. That's something of a surprise because we think that it's older people that are being victimized. But the surprise for me there is, is lawyers. Some sizable law firms have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to collection fraud. The attorney deposits a fake check from the client's debtor deducts their legal fees, and use a bank-to-bank wire transfer to send the remaining money to the supposed client. 
It is the rare lawyer who has not come into contact with this fraud. Fraudsters may even do careful research on the lawyer or law firm to make the solicitation appear as legitimate as possible. Wow. And banks, I thought they took the money back from us if the check turns out to be a fake. So how do they lose? Yes, they will. But banks cannot take funds from victims' bank accounts or collect take collection action if they do not have enough to cover the losses. When victims don't have the money to cover fraudulent deposits, banks may end up absorbing the losses. So I guess we should be patient if the people at the bank take their time when cashing a check or a money order. Yes, and you should be very skeptical of a check that you were not expecting. If you visit the BBB.org website and scroll down and click on Latest News, you'll find information on check scams and the types of check scams and forgeries that you may run into. Well, Linda, that's uh, about our time for this time. Uh, We hope that that helps uh, some people avoid that uh, check fraud. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.